Welcome to the Naturally Nourished Podcast, which delivers cutting-edge food as medicine solutions for optimal health. Allie Miller is a nutrition expert sought up by the media and America's top medical institutes for her revolutionary functional medicine interventions. From disease treatment to prevention, every episode will empower you with ways to put yourself back in control of your health. Please note, the topics discussed are for educational purposes only. Now welcome, Integrative Dietitians Allie Miller and her co-host Becky Yu. Welcome to episode 123 of the Naturally Nourished podcast. Today's topic is super timely as it is Valentine's Day this week, and we're going to be talking about all things libido and getting your sexy back with Dr. Anna Kabeca. This is going to be a super fun episode with no holds. (laughs) We're going to be asking all of the burning questions about libido, orgasm, and women's hormones, as well as your sex life during any age range, but definitely focusing on the peri and postmenopause, as well as some of the hormone imbalances you can even see as early onset as teens. Yes, and in this episode, guys, just so you're aware, we had a little bit of audio technical difficulties within the first few minutes, but it is worth the listen and it does get better. We switched recording platforms halfway through. So yeah. the second half or at least three quarters of the episode should be totally glitch free. Yep. So you'll hear a little bit of the robot in the beginning with Dr. Kaveka's audio. Uh, we switched platforms, I think at the six minute, six and a half minute mark. So we should be uh, easy cruising from there. And like Becky said, you don't want to miss any of this. So let's lock and load and uh, let's read Dr. Kaveka's bio and then welcome her on to the Naturally Nourished podcast. Awesome. So Dr. Kabeca, Dr. Anna Kabeca is an internationally acclaimed menopause and sexual health expert, global speaker, and pioneering promoter of women's health. She's Emory University trained and triple board certified in gynecology and obstetrics, integrative medicine, and anti-aging and regenerative medicine, whoa, and is the author of The Hormone Fix, a diet and holistic lifestyle program for menopausal women. Her areas of specialty include bioidentical hormone treatments and natural hormone balancing strategies. We definitely get into a lot of those in today's episode. And she's received extensive noteworthy uh, for her virtual transformational programs, including women's restorative health, sexual CRP, and magic menopause. She's created some amazing products, including the alkaline superfoods drink, Mighty Maca Plus, and a top-selling rejuvenating feminine vulva cream for women, Julva. And we will note that we will be giving a sample of that to all of you listeners, so stay tuned. Yes. And in her spare time, she hosts a podcast series called Couch Talk, where she features compelling podcasts on a wide variety of health and wellness topics. And I know you were on her show, Allie, so I will be sure to link that episode in today's show notes. Awesome. So a conversation on her platform, but let's bring her over to ours. So welcome, Dr. Kaveka. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. It is a pleasure to be here with you and your viewers. Thank you. Yes, yes. So we met at KetoCon, I believe it was, not PaleoFX. Is that right? KetoCon, yes. KetoCon last year. Yes, yes. And have had a lot of fun kind of synergizing in the world of functional medicine. But our listeners are like chomping at the bit for how to maintain libido and get their sexy back when we're going through perimenopausal and postmenopausal phases. So we're hoping that you can provide listeners some amazing, which I know you will, (laughs) solutions and strategies. I will. I will. I am so excited to talk about this because it's one of those things that we, you know, even rarely talk about behind closed doors. So to be able to be open and have like shameless, guiltless conversation and really some authentic moments is really important as we, especially as we're getting older, our body's changing and there's a lot of confusion that tends to stem around this time period as well. Definitely. Sure. So so let's specifically kind of talk about to listeners what got you in the line of work of women's hormones. And we've gone through your official bio, but how about just kind of your story of your process of focusing on this timestamp, which like you said, is a really delicate and important one to focus on and um, just sexual hormone health in general. Well, I tell you, you know, I, I've always 
loved medicine. And early on, I can clearly remember when I was a young teenager realizing that most of the research and um, clinical decisions that were being made were done on men. So at that point, I was really determined to really dive into women's health. So lo and behold, I was blessed with a National Health Service Corps scholarship, which enabled me to go to medical school. And then I ended up practicing in, in this little town in Georgia, coastal town, St. Simon's Island, but Macintosh, a, a shrimping village, essentially was my primary location. And I just loved it. One of the first clients to come into my office after I had, you know, this was like first month of practice. I really think it was the first week of practice, such a humbling event. This client came in, she was 63 years old, five foot 10, dynamic, silver haired, you know, and she says, Dr. Kabeka, I am a woman of the 60s. I had breast cancer, breast um, ductal carcinoma in situ of the breast, and my doc say I can't have estrogen. My vagina is dry. It hurts to have sex. I have no libido. Help me. And I was like, man. So, you know, I had just come out of residency at Emory University, one of the best programs in the nation. So I looked into my Emory's doctor bag, and I looked, and I looked, and I looked, and I really had nothing to offer her. And I, so I went to the research. I did what I always did. And I really looked to, to, to the research to see, well, what's been done? What hormones can I use in this woman? What options do I have to give her? Because number one, I was kind of intimidated, right? So I was going to find an answer to help this, to help this client. And, and that's where I started really working in, in hormones and hormones for sexual health. And, and early on, so this is 1999, my first month out of, of in practice, and I worked with testosterone and DHEA and some vaginal hormones with her, and it just changed her life. And I can tell you, she's now in her 80s. She still lobbies on Capitol Hill, totally <laughs> cognizant. Her bones are as good as they were then. And, and it's just amazing to be able to see this to see this transformation. So that seeded what was safe in women who've had either ductal carcinoma in situ or breast cancer and things that we can do to improve sexual health and libido because this is, you know, this is one case, but so many women, whether we're on birth control pills in our 30s or have an IUD and a hormonal IUD in, or we're way past menopause, we can struggle with dryness, loss of pleasure, decreased orgasm, discomfort after sex, and all of those things cause us not to want to have sex. Do you know what I mean? Like if you have yeah. pain every time you do something, why would you want to do it? That's negative. Absolutely. And, and I think today, definitely with Valentine's Day right around the yeah. corner, we're going <laughs> to want to talk about how sex is a health supporting activity, right? Some might even say more important than exercise. Yes. Yeah. Or heck, combine the two sometimes, right? <laughs> That's right. Exactly. It is a form of exercise. <laughs> it is, absolutely. And and sex intimacy in general, from hugging to kissing to foreplay to orgasm, increases oxytocin, that powerful hormone of love and connection. And we want to feel that in abundance. Here we have, like you said, Valentine's Day is coming up. And and that's that time where, okay, what can we do to spark our intimacy? What can we do to just really rev up our libido and really connect on a deeper level with our spouse and, our, you know, enjoy ourselves more? And so it is important. It's important to understand what's keeping us from it so we can further enjoy it. Yes, I love that. And so let's talk first. We're going to go into <laughs> sexual pleasure and talking about orgas orgasm and all the good things. Um, let's go first into just connecting the dots of that kind of first client that sparked all this. I know this is a laundry list, so we can't spend the whole episode on it, but some of the common symptoms of menopause and root causes. So we're talking hot flashes, increased belly fat, mood decline, maybe name for us some of the other symptoms and, and what you typically attribute these to? Well, one thing um, on the same topic is I always tell clients, if you only hate your husband two weeks out of the month, it's probably your hormones <laughs> and not your husband. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I know there's many of us out there can, that can really relate to that statement for sure. And, and that's that PMS, that irritability, those mood swings. And often I'd hear clients come in and say to me, Dr. Anna, I don't even feel like myself anymore. I don't know where this monster is coming from. And, and I could completely relate to that too. Because part of 
my story, Ali and Becky, was that at age 38, I was diagnosed with premature ovarian failure, early menopause, and I was told I would never be able to have another child. That took me, that devastating, devastating diagnosis, devastating to me and certainly my family, just took me on a journey around the world looking for answers. And so here from being this hormone expert already for almost a decade at that point, to struggling with my own hormones and feeling like my body betrayed me. I always hear that from patients too. Dr. Anna, it feels like my body's betraying me. And I totally understand that because I was weight loss resistant. I couldn't lose weight to save my life. I was having hair loss and mood swings and hot flashes, night sweats, and, you know, many other troublesome symptoms that come along with that. And so that propelled me on this journey to find answers from a holistic approach. And that's been my journey for the last now almost, you know, 15 years is just looking for holistic ways to heal our body as naturally as possible. Because when, you know, as I learned to do this, it's really important to know that when I, you know, as a practicing OBGYN, I mean, I would do two to three surgeries a week because that would be helpful, healing, quick results, right? But what I learned is as we empower the body to heal naturally, that went to two to three a year. That's huge. So these symptoms my clients were coming in with, the night sweats, their regular bleeding, the um, heavy periods, the cramping, the hot flashes, the adult ag acne, the mood swings, the irritability, all of that, when we got to the root cause of that from the functional medicine perspective and when we needed bioidentical hormones, but big on natural adaptogens and detoxification, as you'll see, I talk about my keto green way in my book and incorporating that going that empowers us to heal our own body. And as we feel better, not only do we look better, but we feel better. And that improves our relationships, our ability to connect and do the things that we love to do. Right. And that feel better and mental health component, reduced anxiety, reduced depression, and that connectedness that you spoke to earlier is what's really going to help to provide one of those root causes of getting into that regulatory parasympathetic state that I focus on with the anti-anxiety diet as opposed to the reactive, right, HPA axis sympathetic state where the body says, this body is not safe to be hormonally sound. And I think that you and I have a lot of overlap of addressing those root causes, which is just really so essential to get long-term sustainable results that are customized to the individual's need. Absolutely. That is why I loved you and hung out at your booth at KetoCon. I'm like, <laughs> I just want to keep talking. Let's look, discuss pathways, you know? <laughs> okay. And then connecting a little bit further, the body's stress response and that HPA access dysfunction, let's talk a little bit about adrenal fatigue and DHEA, which you mentioned having used with that one client who kind of sparked and, and set you down this pathway. Um, so I know DHEA is one thing that declines with age. Do you recommend supplementation? And if so, for what types of concerns? And, and what are we usually looking at when we see low DHEA? Like how do you pinpoint the symptoms that tie to that? Yeah. So actually DHEA levels peak in our 20s. And so when I talk about DHEA, I always like to mention that DHEAs are predominantly secreted from our adrenal glands. So these amazing powerhouse glands that sit above our kidneys. And they are there in our fight and flight response system to respond in times of in times of stress what we deal with now a lot is everyday stress in addition to you know additional trauma that all of us can experience in life so dhea levels are optimal for breast health bone health brain health i mean resilience all of those areas are, are just really improved upon with healthy DHEA levels. Now, when we're looking at blood tests, we'll test to see how is a person's DHEA level. And we look at a DHEA sulfate. We know too that even though DHEA is declining, when we are under this chronic stress, it prematurely declines and it can stay suppressed. And that's really where we want to step in. And I first like to step in with adaptogens. So, well, first let's say lifestyle, right? So let's try to gain perceived control of our stresses. Sometimes, you know, it's the way we think about our stresses 
or if we're able to compartmentalize and only think about our stressful issues like five or 10 minutes a day versus all day and all night, right? So <laughs> speaking from experience, right. yet the, the again. Woe, the woe is me mentality, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. We have to compartmentalize it. If you want woe is me, you get it from eight to 805. <laughs> there you go. That's it. <laughs> So, so actually that compartmentalization technique was really, it was really helpful for me as a busy OBGYN dealing with all kinds of crises as well, personal and professional. And, you know, with all my, with my clients, certain traumas that occur in, in people's lives and, and, you know, we can carry that on. I want to honor the thoughts and pray for them that I want to do it at a certain time. Otherwise that can really, you know, compromise my health as well. So that was a skill I learned out of necessity to really compartmentalize and, and honor those, those things that are coming up in us and to kind of, you know, just give it a certain amount of time and remove it from my thoughts all day. And so that's beneficial meditation, deep breathing, right? Deep breathing, we know decreases cortisol. So that improves our DHEA level, but also when cortisol's up for a long time or chronically suppressed from being overstressed for a long time, we also have those declining levels of our hormone of love and connection, oxytocin. And that's really important. I talk about the cortisol and oxytocin seesaw phenomena, right? Cortisol goes up, oxytocin goes down. We feel disconnected, we get burnt out, we stop loving the things we love to do and the people we love to do them with. And that's a really important important point I want to emphasize because behavior has a physiologic component. So our thoughts have a physiologic component. So when we're in this stress state and oxytocin's low, it's, it, you know, it makes the relationship issue so much worse. And that's where I also say resentment is a symptom of lack of self-care. So bringing that in to help improve DHEA, cortisol, and oxytocin is imperative, imperative. So we have that joy in our quality of life. And um, biblically, it says the peace that, you know, defies all understandings. And that's what I want everyone to have at all times in their life, no matter what they're dealing with, just the sense of peace. I and love that. <laughs> a, it's a practice. It's a practice and a discipline for sure. And then, so you mentioned adaptogens. Um, let's talk a little bit deeper about some of your favorite adaptogens. And then I want to make sure we circle back um, and cover some of the tools you did. So we talked about mental perspective and compartmentalization and um, trying to balance out this bliss hormone with, with cortisol, but also some of the tools you used, maybe particular adaptogens and personally with the premature ovarian failure, because that's a big, I think, area that hits a lot of heartstrings of listeners. Yes, absolutely. So definitely maca. Maca was one of those, you know, root vegetables, essentially, that I first experienced on this journey around the world. Literally, I, I took a journey around the world just looking for answers for myself and my family. And so maca, when I traveled to Peru, if you're not feeling well, they say, take some maca. If you're infertile, they say, take maca. And then they elbowed my husband and said, hmm, it's the Peruvian Viagra. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so good. So good. So good. And maca is one of those adrenal adaptogens, but I really believe that it is also a genetic adaptogen, much like resveratrol, quercetin, and turmeric have been shown to be. So whether we're overstressed or understressed, you know, whether we're overproducing or underproducing, it comes in and kind of calms the waves, so to speak. And I love that about maca. What I hate about maca is how it tasted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's where my formula Mighty Maca Plus comes in. It comes in with the other uh, adaptogens, genetic adaptogens like resveratrol, quercetin, turmeric, as well as greens and enzymes, alkalinizers, and fiber and I put all that together. So now as part of my experience, that became my formula, Mighty Maca Plus. So you were creating this, this uh, concoction in your kitchen during that time to reset your hormone balance, which may have taken 10, 15 ingredients and you've compound that, compounded that all into one now for users. <laughs> yes. Yeah. From I have to make my life simple. I have to make it simple. And exactly right. And lo and behold, at age 41, I conceived a healthy baby. I call her my miracle baby. Her name's Ava Marie. She's the child I was told I would never have. I completely reversed menopause. And that was huge. That was huge. And just for quality of life, brain health, 
the key component there was was being able to restore my natural reserves, mm. regaining that resilience that I'd lost from stress and you know, you know, many, many things. And so that was a huge finding. I'm like, what? According to my medical textbooks, it's impossible <laughs> to reverse <laughs> premature ovarian failure. I yes. mean, nearly impossible, 0.001%. So, so how did I do it? And that's what, that's what I write about in my book. That's what I want everyone to understand. We can empower our body. Now I went through again, a natural menopause. I'm at, now I'm 52. I'm 52 with a 10 year old. Ladies, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> Oh my God! What stress? What's, <laughs> yeah, what's that? I tell you, you have to stay young and you have to stay clear because her teenage years are coming, you know. And oh yeah, I know that manipulation already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So I love, I love that story. First of all, it's it's beautiful and such a full circle application of your practice in your own life. And I think that's probably what gives you the gift to do the work that you do for so many women. Um, but I also love that you didn't just go when I asked you, okay, DHE is low. What do we do? You didn't just say, take DHEA. You started with the environmental and lifestyle component and started with other supplements to manage stress response. But I know that bioidenticals are a big part of your specialties as well. Um, so I want to hear a little bit about using supplemental bioidentical hormones and the difference between bioidentical and synthetic. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a really big topic because I actually did research in hormone replacement as an Emory OBGYN resident and then just followed the research continuing through the HERS trial, the Women's Health Initiative trial and all that, that blew up. Um, our understanding of hormone replacement therapy and what we were using in women uh, to really bring that to clarity. So I do want to say there's no option other than bioidentical. We have to use bioidentical hormones. We have to. They're available. The reason we don't is because they're not pharmaceutical, patentable, Issue, you know, I mean, there's issues around that. So we want to use what's the best for us. We're choosing organic. We're choosing what's natural. We're choosing what God's created. We need to do that in all areas of our life to the best of our ability, to the best of our ability. But we have options. We can get bioidentical. We can get compounded. And there are formula, you know, pharmaceutical formulas that are essentially bioidentical as well. And so absolutely right, Becky, with the, um, you know, when we have low DHEA, when we're having these issues, it, it, a need jerk reaction. Well, let's just give what we're missing, but that's no different than putting a Band-Aid on something. Certainly, I use DHEA. I use it for vaginal health, for sexual health. It's in my formula Jolva, which is my anti-aging cream for the vulva, to, but because I needed a natural solution without parabens, yuck, and everything else in it. So I do use that topical uh, formula that has this as a skin cream, an anti-aging skin cream, because vaginal dryness doesn't go away as we get older, hot flashes go away eventually. But, you know, the symptoms of vaginal issues that lead to incontinence, pelvic floor prolapse, and other issues that really affect our quality of life don't go away as we get older. And so we have to keep our pelvic floor as healthy as possible. So we have this as a natural solution, but it does start exactly with what you said. It's from that holistic perspective, looking at, you know, what is, what can we do naturally to improve that. So, and in that cream, is there also estriol or a form of bioidentical estrogen? Nope, just DHEA and then plant stem cells from the alpine rose. So this alpine rose, when I was working to formulate something for myself and my clients, I, I learned about, I was studying stem cells and I learned about this alpine rose. This is a rose that blossoms in the harsh conditions of the Swiss Alps. And for me, that's just the definition of women, right? No matter, <laughs> right. Oh. That is. So, yeah. and the stem cells have antiviral properties. They're um, huge in the skin industry for anti-aging, for resilient skin tissue. So I combined that in there. So the alpine rose plants stem cells and then also emollient. So all the good stuff from coconut oil, emu oil, shea butter, blended that into this formula too in a way that really absorbs nicely. It's clean. There's no additives. Yeah. Awesome. And then um, would that be something good for people with HPV based on the fact that there's some antiviral topical in there as well? 
We've, yes, we've never had any issues. I can't claim that it will help, you know, or treat or, you know, any condition, but we've had clients that, you know, huge testimonials from clients that had had issues before. And even with lichen sclerosis, we know how difficult that is. Mm -hmm. And to just improve the condition of the tissue, it's, it just is transformative. And we can offer, I'm going to offer your audience a free trial of Jolva. So a seven night free trial of Jolva, and we'll give you that link to put in your show notes. Beautiful. Amazing. That sounds great. Yeah. We're always looking for topical and beyond, you know, coconut oil can only go so far. <laughs> we always <laughs> recommend that as your first bedroom play. We're like, Ooh, salad at room temperature melts on your body. It helps, <laughs> prevent, <laughs> yep, helps to prevent UTIs and yeast infections with that caprylic acid. But this sounds like if you're dealing with actual vaginal dryness, there's a mechanism of action that would help to create that lubrication on a, a higher level. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love coconut oil. And I always tell my clients, keep one in the bedroom and one in the kitchen. (laughs) Don't cross pollinate the two. Um, Bathroom too. Yes. 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 (laughs) Oh, eye makeup remover. Yes. Yep. I am loving all that we are covering in today's episode. So many aha moments, I'm sure for listeners and maybe even permission to connect dots and connect with themselves. So I think all good things. Before we go deeper down the rabbit hole, (laughs) let's go into today's uh, podcast sponsor, Further Food. So Further Food creates products that are the highest quality uh, food as medicine supplements in a food form. They have grass-fed, pasture-raised, and wild-caught, non-GMO, hormone-free, and antibiotic-free collagen products. So they have a marine and a bovine collagen. And Becky and I use those both in rotation. And what's super fun is they have individual packets of their collagen for quick on the go, which you can add to your tea or coffee, um, and then just add that fat and make a meal in a glass. Yes, we met Ashley and her team this past year at KetoCon, and it's just been like synergy ever since. So they sent us some of their products, and I personally also really love their daily turmeric tonic, which combines a potent dose of turmeric with some adaptogens, and you can make it into a really yummy, either I put it in bone broth or um, I've actually roasted vegetables and kind of finished it at the end. Yeah. And you can do it as like a coconut milk latte, turmeric latte, like a golden milk latte. So good. Yes. And then they recently came out with gelatin, which, you know, gelatin is comprised within collagen in its structure. Gelatin is going to gelatinize or make like a jello-like texture when tempered or uh, cooled. And so I like to use their uh, pasture-raised gelatin to thicken sauces. It's a really nourishing way to support the gut. I make a lot of fun gummies for Stella, like my elderberry gummies. And um, I've also been excited to play with their newest product, the Mindful Matcha. Um, You guys know I'm a huge fan of matcha for L-theanine, which helps to support that relaxation and mellow. But what's really cool about Further Food Mindful Matcha is it also incorporates other superfoods and adaptogens. So it has wheatgrass in there, which is going to boost your alkalinity in the body, and then some adaptogens that help to offset that stress access. Because remember, you guys, stress is not sexy. (laughs) Yes. I've been using their mindful matcha as my like mid afternoon pick me up with a little splash of coconut milk. And it is so, so good. Um, But my favorite part about further food products is that they're super affordable, really good price point and have been made super accessible. Not only do they have the travel stick packs, but they have the cod collagen, which can be used for individuals doing elimination diets or who choose not to consume beef. So there's a lot of diversity within their product line and they are all grass-fed, pasture-raised or wild caught products, they're really hitting that accessible price point and getting everyone in the world to be able to try and access collagen. Yep. So Becky and I, like we said, have made a full transition in our household and we only recommend products that we personally use and love and further food is in both of our (laughs) pantries and used pretty much daily within our boosted beverages. So you can go over to furtherfood.com and use the code RD at checkout and you will get 10% off. We will also put a direct link in the show notes and be sure to add that code RD that lets them know that you found out about further food through our podcast and it helps you to get a savings additionally of 10% off at your checkout. 
So when we're talking about, I think because a lot of our listeners are, we have a huge span of age range. So I want to go back on a couple other uh, menopausal tips, but I, I just want to hit this pre-mature um, uh, ovarian failure because I can't believe the amount of teenagers that are being diagnosed with this and that are coming to seek functional medicine support and are being told to go harvest their eggs. You know, I'm talking about age 15, age 16. I don't think they've even been able to really hit their peak hormonal balance. Um, And so for some of them, they're being put on essentially infertility drugs immediately. And I'm talking things that don't even make sense. Like, you know, metformin and Clomid with just this kind of blind approach. Um, and, and that would be a case I'm assuming, um, Dr. Quebeca, that not only would you work the HPA axis, but that individual that has suppressed hormone production would do well with functional testing and the use of bioidentical hormones to give their body that cycle as they're working the root cause. I 100% agree with you, Becky. Absolutely. And it's so tragic to see that. In my clinical practice, what I saw were clients coming in too with very young, exhibiting the symptoms of PCOS and, and lining them up for infertility, right? <laughs> and, and this is where that premature ovarian failure, it is, there's an autoimmune component. We have to, as functional medicine physicians, attack the, you know, address the gut, address Mm -hmm. the GI tract a hundred percent. And I mean, Ali, your book is a fabulous resource for that because it all comes down to what, you know, what we're nourishing our bodies with as well as being able to use these additional tools that we know as functional medicine providers that really help assist. When we can use, when we need to in these situations, I'm a big fan of bioidentical progesterone, but yeah. let's, you know, starting with the adaptogen. So tr- chase tree, chase tree berry, Vitex. Um, we have, you know, d- definitely want to use some liver detoxification for phase one and phase two support. I found that that's really powerful for hormone balancing. So as simple as even milk thistle, you know, but combination products can be very beneficial. I think when we see these clients coming in with early ovarian failure, we, number one, I, you know, encourage not to give up hope. Number two, to nourish the body and change and look for the causes in the environment as well. So the combination of the two, but we've got to heal that gut. And in the meantime, continue to support the HPA axis. I agree. Absolutely. So let's shift gears more to some fun stuff on libido. Yes. <laughs> um, so we've <laughs> identified that stress is not sexy. And I like how you drew that, uh, I guess, pendulum swing, right, of cortisol and oxytocin. Um, and then I suppose vaginal dryness, uh, which we've kind of addressed, would be another role of low libido. And then you talked about maca. Um, but let's talk about the uh, biochemical or physiological influence of orgasm, how about? And um, kind of what happens in the body and what, um, how that can be disease preventative or health supporting. Well, definitely with orgasm, which is interesting. Just backing up, I want to let our, our listeners know today that, you know, for our female sexual response curve, one thing is that a secondary sexual response is normal for us as adult women. So, you know, if, if we, I was trained based on the Masters Johnson's really kind of linear sexual response, okay, desire comes first. In women, it's actually secondary desire. And I want to say that because so many clients would tell me, they'd say, Dr. Anna, you know, I I never want to initiate sex, but I'm okay once we get started, then I'm into it. And so I went to research. So actually, Basson, that's spelled B-A-S-S-O-N, Basson did the research on looking at women's actual sexual response curve. And lo and behold, it's more like, let me just put it this way, it's more like the game of Candyland. I mean, let me tell you, you're like all over the place. Sometimes it's ice cream cones. Sometimes you're back to start, right? (laughs) For men, it's like, it's different, right? It's from zero to a hundred, pretty linear. But for us, it's, it's, it's that way. It's this kind of um, all over the place. And that's okay because I want women to understand a lot, receptivity is really important. And there's a component to receptivity. We need healthy testosterone levels to be receptive. So if we're chronically under stress and we're not filling our tank back up, those reproductive hormones, estrogen, testosterone are going to be, I mean, they're the last, they're the end of the pathways, right? So they're going to be 
in deficit. They'll be low. So we want to just have healthy levels of testosterone on board. And we can use prescription testosterone. And we could start with DHEA. And I prefer topical DHEA. And so even Jolva can be used. So just to start, if we need to fill that tank a little bit, but everything else comes with it. All the lifestyle, all the mental practices have to come with it. So secondary sexual response is really normal. So allowing yourself receptivity because understanding that the goal of you know of goal of our our sexual relationship is that increase in intimacy improved connection further bonding deepening of the relationship and a lot of pleasure and fun to go along with it so with that orgasm whether whether we climax or not the experience of intimacy increases oxytocin. And so that's that anti-aging hormone of love, bonding, and connection, but it's also been shown to increase muscle health and repair in elderly subjects. So in clients in their 70s and 80s, a study out of Berkeley looked at oxytocin on muscle cells and showed improved higher levels of oxytocin, increased muscle cell repair and um, resilience, and that's critical component as we're getting older. Also, just happier lives. <laughs> Oxytocin is a natural anti-appetite um, suppressant and a natural analgesic. So that's why in, in, in we, we forget the pain of labor because yeah. that beautiful oxytocin was there to just kind of like, just um, erase that, erase those sensations. And as a question for listeners, I want to make sure the oxytocin, we think of that as right, like the bliss connection, but for those listeners that are looking at sexual health and anti-aging and maybe are not with an active partner, orgasm can be achieved on your own as well, right? Are you going to get the same benefits on a health absolutely. perspective? <laughs> yes, I mean, right? absolutely. We know each other deep enough. We can talk about how yeah. right? you don't have to think as <laughs> guilt, shame, masturbation can be something that can be healthy as well. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And actually, you know, just self-touch. So, you know, and that is self-touch, self-pleasuring. It, I like that word. I like self-pleasuring better than masturbation. Yes, I do too. That's like my... <laughs> yeah. So self-pleasuring. Yes, absolutely. Our bodies are designed with so many, you know, uh, areas of, of sensitivity and erotic zones, especially for a woman. And I always, when I'm lecturing, I lecture to physicians around the country and world on women's sexual health. And I will show this slide. I wish I had it here for you guys. You could see it in your mind. We see a woman with erogenous zones really all around her body, back of the neck, behind the ears, all the way down to the ankles. I mean, just name it. And for men, it's localized to one specific area. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Can Sorry, you guess where? Candy <laughs> land versus linear, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now we know why. And, and you know, in the clitoris has 9,000 nerve endings in the clitoris. So that little part of our body has 9,000 nerve endings. So, you know, touch, slow, soft touch to the clitoris should be a daily practice. I mean, take your time and just reawaken those nerve endings because there's a reason. And that stimulates, it stimulates our, our um, sacral nerves and can be just tremendously beneficial for us. Increasing oxytocin yet again, if we, whether we climax or not. Oh my gosh. Sounds like we've got some homework for listeners. <laughs> I don't know. That takes a turn, right? Self, self-pleasure. Homework today on my prescription pad, orgasm, yeah. right? Sure. And it, it is, it's kind of this um, self-fulfilling prophecy, I guess, in some sense that the prescription for low libido might be to, you know, engage in sexual activity and um, engage in self-pleasure and, you know, knowing that and knowing that there's not something wrong with us because, you know, we don't want to jump on our partner the second they walk through the door. That would be nice, but. <laughs> right, right. And also like that just, that reminds me, you know, I would think about um, uh, when a man comes home, they need 20 minutes of cave time before you even really can start talking <laughs> with them, right? 
So that's the time I kind of, I would think for guys, when I lecture to, to men too, it's like, okay, foreplay starts with the cup of coffee you bring her in the morning. You know yes. what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yes. That's when it starts. So these little things throughout the day and even doing little things that stimulate you, like changing your husband or your partner's name on your phone to like my sexy stud or something <laughs> fun. So, oh, my sexy stud is calling. Huh, let me get this. <laughs> I love it. So this has been a fun conversation. Let's talk about some of the resources you have. And then I think we'll throw a couple uh, final questions at you. But I want to first talk about, of course, your book, The Hormone Fix. Um, this releases, I think, within a week or two of this episode airing. So we'll be sure to put a link down. Um, but what else can you share with us about how about that keto green way? Um, what that means for listeners. A lot of our listeners, of course, live within a ketogenic lifestyle and um, would love to know how that kind of overlaps with hormone health. Yeah, absolutely. And that was one of the things I figured. So really my book, The Hormone Fix, has been birthed from you know, decades of personal and professional trials and tribulation. And I know now that 90% of our health you know, my 90% of my clients' health are in their own hands. And I say 90% because, you know, that egotistical doctor side of me wants to keep 10% for myself. That's the truth. <laughs> That's the truth. But so really 99.999% really is in, is in our hands, the ability to heal our body naturally. So as physicians, we guide and instruct and give um, the knowledge needed. It's up to us to take that responsibility and incorporate it into our lives with disciplines and practices that we continue to do on a daily basis throughout our lives. So in, in my book, The Keto Green Way represents that. Knowing that, first of all, it's a, it's a lifestyle and it's not just what we eat. So we can estimate based on scientific research that 99% of diets fail. 99%, that's huge. Well, you know, I was like, well, why? Well, first of all, it's a four-letter word with the word die in it. So who likes that, right? Yes. <laughs> no four-letter words. And secondly, it's because it's not just about what we eat. So we know in the ketogenic lifestyle, we want to get into our body using our fat for fuel, right? Producing ketones for fuel. So to get into the state of ketosis, especially as we get older and our hormones are shifted, and I talk about this in our book, our neuroprotective hormones, progesterone, estrogen have decreased. The ability to use glucose for fuel in our brain is diminished because gluconeogenesis in the brain is an estrogen dependent process. And as our levels dip and dive, that becomes harder. Hence, all these, all of us who've experienced brain fog, memory loss, et cetera, are optimized by using ketones for fuel in the brain and the rest of our, you know, for everywhere, right? But if we use ketones, ketones for fuel in the brain is the optimal source of fuel, especially post-menopause. And I want to emphasize that because I see so many nursing homes getting filled up. I see you know, uh, my peers with caregiving their parents in as young as their 60s and 70s with mental issues, dementia and, and brain health issues and needing to caregive. And, and that's devastating because it doesn't have to be that way. And I know this from personal experience, working with clients, see these mental health changes completely reverse, if not disappear. And it does make a difference. So the alkalinizing component is key. Now, when I say alkalinizing, I often get like some, what do you call it, hackles raised <laughs> because right. people Cheese think, crumbs. okay, well, yeah. right, right. What are you doing so, to my protein and fat? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right. What's that? No, because um, when, you know, and also the alkaline myth issue, right? I'm not talking about blood pH. I'm talking about getting to a healthy cellular a cellular at a cellular level. And one of the ways I work with clients is have them check their urinary pH. We do this in functional medicine. We want you to have alkalinizing foods in your diet. So for us in my keto green way, it's lots of the low carbohydrate, dark leafy greens, you know, as, as, as organic as possible and as freshly picked as possible to really benefit those mineral to get those minerals and nourishment but also the lifestyle factors the de-stressing and i go through this in several chapters in the book the other things that can interfere with our bodies 
ability to have good cell-to-cell communication. But when we combine keto with alkalinization, or hence the greens, and also you know, improving our lifestyle, we improve the quality of our hormones, the communication of our hormones. Progesterone, estrogen, DHEA, testosterone, all of those hormones are benefited. But more importantly, the major hormones that come into alignment are insulin, cortisol, and oxytocin. Those are the master hormones in our body. And actually, I call oxytocin our crowning hormone. And by doing this, incorporating this lifestyle components, it makes a difference. Research has shown that the higher urinary pH you have, like seven or better, the less metabolic syndrome, the less heart disease, the less diabetes that an individual has. That's, and also the stronger the bones, stronger bones. And, you know, fractures, hip fractures are the number one reason women end up in nursing homes. So we really want to improve our bone health. So we have to combine the benefits of the ketogenic diet or getting our bodies into ketosis with nutrient-dense, nutrient-rich, mineral-rich foods. I love that. Again, overlap of um, awesome Mm -hmm. concepts of this like real food approach and and quality, you know, the macros being important to get that insulin level to come down and to reduce oxidative stress and help with hormone balance. We, We know that higher fat diets help with hormone regeneration, which is important too. Uh, but quality greater than macros always is <laughs> always yes, the kind of yeah. first line of defense. And our, our hormones come from fat, right? We need yep. the fat. We need cholesterol. It's really important. The low fat movement of the 80s, I remember when I was in college at that point, uh, the low fat movement of the 80s really has, has done a lot of damage to our mental health, brain health, and hormonal health mm-hmm. for sure. Absolutely. And then you have another awesome resource, which is your masterclass. Let's talk to our listeners a little bit about the 10-day breeze through menopause masterclass. And we'll be sure to put a link to both the Hormone Fix book and this masterclass. Yes, absolutely. I love this masterclass. It's really a great companion to the book. It has, I've put in 10, five to 10 minute videos, just snippets, snapshots of information I really want to drive home that are practical, that are experiential, that are really, you know, just critical to, to know. And they're fun little videos quick bit of information and a beautiful 10-day accountability program that I've created. And so we have a free 10-day viewing of the um, Breeze Through Menopause Masterclass. So I do encourage all your listeners to take part in that. It is fabulous and fun. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. I'll make sure we link to all of those resources in our show notes. And I guess last question, although I would love to just sit here and pick your brain. (laughs) Um, Last question and one that we ask all of our guests after all we're dietitians. So we want to hear your 24 hour recall. So yesterday, Dr. (laughs) woke up to the time you went to bed. Tell us what you ate. Absolutely. Yesterday I started with my keto green smoothie. So I put in a handful of greens. This is kind of like when I scrounge through the refrigerator because it's a Sunday. Um, so uh, a handful of a handful of greens in the morning with a quarter avocado and some pure coconut milk from a can. Actually, I use this beautiful coconut milk and. I incorporate my keto green shake protein mix, which is zero grams of sugar, 14 grams of carb, and it's got some MCT oil in there as well, and a scoop or two of Mighty Maca. And that's my morning, that's like my morning, oh yeah, chia seeds and flax seeds combination. So just about a teaspoon of each. So that's kind of like my, you know, go-to breakfast on a regular basis. That's what I had today as well after my workout. And then lunch, a keto green, like a beautiful, what did I have for lunch yesterday? Let me think. Um, Lunch was actually a brunch and it was eggs with mushroom, onion, tomatoes, some greens in there, topped with parsley and chives and a sriracha. I love sriracha, to be honest. (laughs) We're in Texas. We put hot sauce on everything. Yeah. Yeah. We're on board. I love it. I think Becky and I have like 15 plus types of hot sauce on hand at all times. (laughs) Uh, What's your favorite? Oh goodness. Mm. 
I like, I know. I'm like, hmm, I like, ang- is it called Angry Bird or Yellow Bird? Yellow oh. Bird is really good. That's an Austin based yeah. company. Yeah. yeah. I love the fermented ones. Is it? Um, mm, oh, well, the Wild Brine King. Wild Brine. All the they time. do like a, a kimchi sauce and then a serrano like fermented. So I get my probiotic boost. Yeah. The hot sauce all in one. Yeah. Yum. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> um, for me, dinner last night was grilled vegetables and a flank steak. So early dinner. And I always want to encourage everyone to eat, you know, eat your dinner as early as possible. Five to six o'clock is perfect. We know that after 7 p.m., we increase insulin secretion by over 50% compared to what we would have secreted earlier. So, and that just contributes to fat storage and weight gain and all those problems too. Oh, I love that. Well, along those lines, okay, I have one more question now. Yes. <laughs> you just started a moment. <laughs> because when we are working with cycling women, um, we usually, especially women that are of an ideal body weight or low body fat, right? Um, so they're more prone towards going low leptin. And then we can see often like amenorrhea, what hypothalamic amenorrhea or loss of cycle likely because of that like food insecurity and chronically low insulin, which could be favorable, right? But in the lower weight people, we often recommend carb cycling in the evening. So would you be opposed to that based on that insulin factor or because we're looking for that insulin increase to reset our leptin response? It's a loaded question, but carbs. Absolutely. No, I 100% agree. I think the carbs should be in our evening meal. So that's where I tell my clients too, half, half a sweet potato even. I mean, just like depending on where we're optimizing them, but yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, sweet sweet potatoes, rich in nourishment, high in tryptophan too. And we just all the great nutrients. I just think, you know, that's when you want to have your carbs. Absolutely. Okay, cool. So same page there. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Naturally Nourished podcast. I know Becky and I have learned a lot and we all have our homework assignment. Big <laughs> <laughs> pleasure this evening. All of you listeners, you know, you can wake yourself up. Um, and um, we will be putting all of the links in the show notes, including a link to the 10-Day Breeze Through Menopause Masterclass and the exciting um, outcome of the Hormone Fix book, which will be released any day now. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Naturally Nourished podcast. Visit our blog at AllieMillerRD.com for recipes, wellness tips, and food as medicine meal plans. Connect with Allie and Becky at AllieMillerRD on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, stay nourished and be well.